Buenas noches, all you monolinguists and bilinguists out there. You are tuned into a very special broadcast of the Spanglish Power Hour on Full Circle. Bilingual views and Spanglish news. And on tonight's show, we got some buenas noticias to share with you about a beloved neighborhood institution, as well as a pocho's commentary by me, Josiah Luis. And we are joined live in the KPFA studios esta noche with the group Son de la Bahia and their very special guest, Jarrocho Pandero, Master Andres Flores Rosas. These caballeros are going to be playing some Son Jarrocho music for you that you're not going to want to miss, as well as talking to us about a Pandero-making workshop going on this weekend right here in Oakland. All this in a closing commentary on the real illegal alien among us, Darth Trump. That's lo que está pasando on Full Circle as we present the Spanglish Power Hour. Welcome back to the Spanglish Power Hour here on Full Circle. We're here tonight is a bilingual bomb of sorts, a small radio cuda put out there in an attempt to dilute some of the poison put out there by the real illegal alien, Darth Trump. The ugliest Sith Lord to ever wear malpache for hair. Simon que si, we got the copal burning and solamente informative, positive bilingual news tonight. So I thought we'd start off the show with some buenas noticias about San Francisco, our favorite city by the bay that none of us can afford to live in any longer. As you all know, no other neighborhood has been more transformed by the gentrification than our querida Mission District. That once Latino working class neighborhood, now inhabited by those dot-com boys and their girls who dress up like Frida Kahlo on Halloween, but look like Venda La Vida the other 364 days a year. No disrespect to Venda La Vida, I love your writing. These newer, wider, brighter residents have been leeching off and enjoying Latino culture while simultaneously making it disappear. The most obvious ejemplos of these goings-on that I can think of is the gross transformation of El Dia de los Muertos procession, which was originally started by mission residents and artists like Rupert Garcia from Galeria de la Raza back in the 70s as a way to show Latino culture and pride, but has now been co-opted by these new residents into a huge outdoor block party. You've seen it. And to stop this gentrification from uh, making our neighborhoods and culture disappear, complete uh, this, these, uh, this procession has been turned into a house DJ party, complete with goblets of colored margarita slushies for sale. And don't forget, dear listeners, about last year, when mission activists and residents finally got the city to declare 24th Street a Latino Heritage Corridor, there was a small but extremely vocal group of new mission residents who opposed the proposal on the basis that it created a racial bias. Can someone out there please explain to me how declaring a Latino neighborhood Latino creates a racial bias? I have no doubt that these are the same new mission residents that supported that useless $20 million facelift for Dolores Park while so many other services in the neighborhood go underfunded. So given these directions that La Misión has been pushed towards lately, cuando the Spanglish Power Hour heard that La Persida Eyes Murals Arts and Visitor Center, that amazing place that has been a vital resource, a home base, and an educational center for the creation of murals in the neighborhood for decades now, was in danger of losing its original space over on 348 Persida due to the fact that the building was being sold. 
Well, the expatriate mission resident that I am naturally thought the worst. However, when I called Susan, the founder of Presida I Murals, I found out that gracias to the combined efforts of the San Francisco Land Trust, the San Francisco Foundation, the people of the neighborhood who still care about the culture, like the amazing muralist Suaro Cervantes, and Meta, the Mission Economic Development Foundation, well, this gentrified cuento has an unexpected happy ending. Carolyn Fang over at Meta confirmed that not only did the efforts of all the groups of the people that I just mentioned resulted in the building being bought by Meta, who will allow Presida Eyes to stay in their space, continuing their long tradition of providing art classes and education to the next generation of mission residents. Carolyn Fang over at Meta also confirmed that Meta has just purchased two other buildings in La Mission and is keeping them available to working-class familias and artists like Rene Yaniz. The Spanglish Power Hour mentions this story to you, dear listeners, to show that it is possible to stop the gentrification from making our neighborhoods and cultures disappear. And let me just say that on a pocho's personal level to all those skinny blue geniers and yoga dot comers, were you really going to allow the place that is responsible for creating the murals around here disappear? Think about it, people. The murals. A source of beauty, history, and inspiration all in one. Can you people out there imagine La Mission without murals? And before you start to think that I'm being too dramatic, it's happened before. Any of you remember the Lillian mural over on 16th Street? Of course you don't, because it's gone. Muchas gracias again to all the gente that participated in helping Presida Eyes murals stay right where it belongs. Aquí estamos y no los vamos. The Spanglish Power Hour will be right back here on Full Circle. Solo, solo, 
tenemos la industria que supera lo que hay acá Si no me devuelven me voy a enfadar y voy a cambiar mis comandos Me voy a trabar y voy a escapar con la pistola de mi patrón Déjenme ya escapar porque tengo el poder Al final todo el mundo mirará mi sombra maligna noches, you're tuned to 94.1 KPFA, Radio Estación de la Comunidad, and that was a genuine space cumbia of sorts, provided by the Meridian Brothers off their 2014 release, Salvadora Robot. Now up next on the Spanglish Power Hour is a segment that we like to call Random Thoughts from a Stoned Pocho. Have a listen. Time again for Random Thoughts. From a stoned pocho. I think that most people out there might agree conmigo cuando I say that one of the more bizarre momentos during the recapturing of Sinaloa drug lord El Chapo were the photos released the day after his capture of his meeting in some secret location with Hollywood actor Sean Penn. Adding to all the movie star weirdness was the fact that supposedly clandestino meeting was brokered by a Mexican telenovela superstar of who supposedly El Chapo is a real big fan. As strange as these encounters seem to a lot of people, there's several ejemplos of popular media meeting with these clicas and cartels and shaping their public image in some way, which is in and of itself a strange notion. Since I think we are used to art and films taken from real life and not the other way around. Last week here in Berkeley, I attended a KPFA sponsored evento by Ion Grillo, author of Gangster Warlords. And during his talk, Mr. Grillo brought up my favorite gang movie when I was growing up, Blood In, Blood Out. And how many of you pochos out there know that that movie was actually written by the great poet Jimmy Santiago Baca? Anyway... Mr. Grillo went on to point out that when Blood In, Blood Out was shown in Honduras, the gangs over there liked the name that the East Los Gang was calling themselves so much, Vatos Locos, that they adopted the name for their clica. And pretty soon, Vatos Locos started appearing spray-painted on the bodegas and streets of Honduras. And music, specifically heavy metal, played a part in one of the Mara Salvatrucha's iconic images. Gang leyendas tell us that it was after attending a Black Sabbath concert in L.A. in the early 80s that members of the emerging Salvadorian gang Mara Salvatrucha saw the headbangers in the audience pumping their hands in the air making the devil sign 
the closed fist with two fingers extended. The Maras liked the uh, symbol so much that they adopted it as their own gang sign and subsequently brought it back to El Salvador when the waves of deportations of Central Americans began in the 80s. The Maras, incidentally, are still big hardcore heavy metal fans. Photos of them at the uh, presidential peace talks last year show them all proudly wearing their hardcore t-shirts. Yes, it's true. And... uh, that's, that, that's one of the things that we have to deal with. This interchangeable and amorphous relationship even extends into the realm of the religious. Go to any pulga these days and any self-respecting cuda stand that you find there, selling good luck and holy candelas, images of la Virgen, nightlights of the Pope, is bound to also have an assortment of busts of El Santo de los Narcos, Jesus Malverde, or giant statuettes of Mexican meth trafficker Nazario Moreno, El Mas Loco, and the likeness of an armored and sword-wielding Jesus. It's true. So what can we expect the media fashion results to be this time between the latest meeting between El Hollywood and Los Narcos? Sean Penn or El Chapo? El Chapo or Sean Penn? Whoever gets top billing, we'll have to wait and see. But add to that that it's pretty well known that El Chapo has been meeting with several film types about the possibility of making a movie about his life. Doesn't El Chapo know that miniseries are the way to go these days? It's a new golden age of TV here in America. I hope Sean Penn hipped him to that at least. Hey, what about the reality show El Chapo? Tu sabes, filmed real tight with three camera crews. One living in close quarters with El Chapo in his cell. The segundo camera following the guy around who is building the tunnel. It's going to free El Chapo. And the third camera, of course, is following around the Cantinflas looking warden who's wringing his hands and jumping at every pequeñita noise. Oh, that sounds like good, clean American fun to me. But where does Sean Penn fit into this? Don't tell me. They're going to get another white guy to play the Mexican. Don't get me started on that train of thought. Yo soy Josiah Luis, and this has been... Random thoughts from a stoned pocho. You just heard random thoughts from a stoned pocho. Indeed, vamos a tocar a small musical interlude. And when we return, we will be joined in the KPFA studios live with the Caballeros from Son de la Bahia and their very special guest, Master of the Jarocho Pandero, Andreas Flores Rosas. Now here's an oldie but goodie from East Los Own, The Plugs, going out to Sarah Blanco and our own Free Will and Frank. It's so bueno to have you back. No se vayan. de noche nos hablas con bote nos hablan sus manos noche tras noche noche tras noche
camina por calles Buscando sin luz El lugar de su cruz De su cruz, de su cruz Soñando con carros Cuatro noscharros La cruz en sus brazos Por vida con Simón que sí, that was Punk Padrinos from East Los, The Plugs, doing El Clavo y la Cruz off the iconic Repo Man soundtrack. You're tuned in to 94.1 KPFA, Radio Estación de la Comunidad. This is a very special broadcast as Full Circle presents the Spanglish Power Hour. Yo soy your pocho for the evening y por siempre, Josiah Luis. And dear listeners, I am so very excited to have tonight's guests in the studio with me. Son de la Bahía, a group of wonderful men and women who appear the second Fridays of every month over at La Peña, as well as other assorted places throughout the Bay Area. And they are they have brought a very special guest with them tonight, Andreas Flores Rosas, who's a master maker of the Jarocho Pandera. And um, they are actually going to be playing some live Son Jarocho music for, for us, uh, a type of music from Veracruz. And they are also going to be talking to us about a very special instrument-making workshop going on this weekend. So, buenvenidos, y'all, uh, to the Spanglish Power Hour. Mucho gusto, mucho gusto. Mucho gusto. We've got, uh, we got in, the, in the studio with us uh, Francisco Antu, Luis Mitocayo, and the maestro Andres Flores Rosas. So, we got a full house tonight here. And um, now, I think what we're going to do is, para empezar, uh, for our listeners out there que no, yeah, haven't heard Son Jarocho before, why don't we uh, get a small explanation of, of, of what kind of music Son Jarocho is and maybe where it's from. So may, maybe, Luis, maybe you can, uh, or Francisco, who, who wants to give us a little explanation on, on Son Jarocho? Well, yeah, um, Son Jarocho is a music that comes from the south of Mexico, specifically from the state of Veracruz. It's a music that, uh, that has three powerful roots, uh, the indigenous, the Spanish, and the African. And since colonial times, these three cultures have been fusing. And Yeah, and it's a mix of cultures. Uh, and it's music from the countryside, it's music from the people, music from hard-working class uh, farmers. Uh, and it's the music that has been passed from generation to generations and there's no official academy there's no official school it's just music from the people música de la gente sí, sí música sí, de la sí, gente sí, sí. y um Nason de la Bahía I've, I've seen you guys play a couple of places in, 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 the, in the Bay Area pero pero you play every second Friday at La Peña ¿verdad? Is that? that's correct yeah. so at, at La Peña we have classes and we also have a, a monthly fandango um, and this is a uh, the time where people practice, uh, we meet, we play, and yeah, we, we work on our zapateo, we work on our besada, we work on rasgueos. When did, when did you guys start coming together to do this? 
Uh, there has been a community ongoing in the Bay for since the 80s, and I just want to make a little note that Son de la Valle is the name of the collective of all the people that play in the Bay. It's not only us. You know, there's a bunch of people that play, that sings, that dances. Uh, so we're just a small part, and the music has been around the, the Bay for, um, you know, 20 years ago. Uh, and some of those are pretty new. I've been playing for a year, and Some of these guys have been playing for five, maybe four years. Well, eso es lo que me dejó una impresión, impresión tan grande para mí, es que cuando los de ustedes, there's a really nice feeling that permeates. Like you, you had such a big group of people, and it was from all different culturas, you know. So it was, it was wonderful. You had, uh, I mean, there was like seven or eight or nine of you. And um, yeah, it's definitely, like you said, it's, it's a collective of different people. So, and um, now the instruments that you use are, to me, just seem really unique because... Uh, Well, can you talk a little bit about them? The, the more traditional uh, instrumento is the, the harana, the guitarra. Yeah. Um, well, instruments, the, the, the harana instrument and then the guitarra de son, and there's uh, some some Spanish influence from, from the guitar, but also um, um, Arabic and indigenous and African influence in the whole music as a whole, no? Um, the, from the percussion to to the st string instruments and uh, uh, originally there were uh, haranas and, and guitarra de sons and um, these, these instruments were made from from even from machetes or from other rustic uh, uh, or more. Um, yeah, these were made. These were made with all the means that people had. You know, sometimes by a little axe, a knife, a machete, uh, from a fallen tree, from a you know exposed root, or from a, you know branch they found in the river. For anything, they will uh, the desire to make music and to share it. Uh, you know, given the the emphasis to make the instruments with whatever they have around. Well, that that's another really interesting aspect of um, for me the Son Jarocho Cultura is that making the instrument is a big important it's muy importante that part right making it which is uh, why, why we have Andreas Flores Rosas here yes si he's, Andres uh, is, he's yeah. Andreas is here for a very special event uh, or this weekend he's actually hosting a, a pandero making workshop in Oakland bienvenidos Andreas gracias Andreas los puedes platicar un poquito de la de la cultura de, de, de hacer el pandera, uh, de cómo se hace uh, o la, la importancia de hacerla. Bueno, eh, ¿cómo empiezo? <risa> Yo tengo 28 años tocando sí, y, sí. y realmente a mí me conocen dentro de la tradición de un jarocho como panderista. Panderista. Más sí. que nada, ¿no? Y este... Yo empecé a hacer panderos por, por necesidad de, soni de otros sonidos en mis instrumentos. Entonces, este, pues tengo 20 años haciendo lodería, ¿no? Y, eh, jaranas, requintos. Y panderos tengo haciendo como 10 años. Eh, y bueno, el pandero tradicional de Veracruz es de, de ocho lados, a diferencia de otras culturas, que los panderos son un, la mayoría redondos. Sí, sí. Y... Igual como, como viajo mucho, por los cambios climáticos, empecé a hacer unos que son ajustables o afinables. Okay, okay. Entonces, este, y también para modificar el sonido, los uh, empecé a usar membrana de radiografía, también sí. para hacerlos como más de sonidos más graves, ¿no? Entonces, depende de las necesidades que he tenido, este, 
he ido como cambiando con el, y estudiando la manera de hacerlo ¿no? también so that's, that's very interesting because he was talking about the different um, the difference in the pandero in jarocho music uh, when, for our listeners who don't know the pandero is basically a kind of tambourine but in jarocho music it is octagon shaped hexagon shaped I'm sorry hexagon shaped which is totally different than the more traditional round ones that we're used to seeing and um Andreas Flores Rosas has been making these instruments for a very long time. And um, so uh, I think maybe we should give some people out there a taste of what the musica is and uh, help solidify that aspect in it in their minds. No nos importa tocar un poquito de musica. Sí, como no. Vamos a empezar con una. Why don't you tell us lo que van a tocar, Luis? Vamos a empezar con la canción que inicia los fandangos. We're going to start with the song that uh, starts the fandango. Uh, down there, it's called El Siki City. Que la 
Sí, cómo no. Yeah. Yeah, acaban de escuchar a uh, Son de la Bahía and their very special guest for the evening, uh, Andreas Flores Rosas. That was so cool, you guys. That's, yes. Qué bueno que le gustó. Esos chicos guapos. Esos chicos guapos. <laughs> seguro, seguro. Oye, oye, uh, Francisco, t talk to me a little bit about... Um, The lyrics that, that make up Son Jarocha, what, what uh, for the our monolinguist listeners out there that don't understand what you were just singing about, what what's the average Son Jarocha song sing about? Uh, so it's poetry, it's it's versos, uh, it's it's usually a verse that consists of maybe four lines, maybe six lines, or maybe up to ten. That would be like a decima, but in these. Uh, four or more lines you try to tell a story whether it's something that you experienced uh, maybe you're in love and you want to tell that special someone something yeah. or you sing about like the animals like uh, many of the of the campesinos they uh, they see a lot of the plants that are out there a lot of the uh, a lot of the fauna so th there are sonas like pajaroku wakamaya okay. so it's a way of expressing what you're feeling bueno y también en el son jarocho no siempre ha sido música de protesta sí, sí. y y mucha gente está escribiendo sobre los problemas que están sucediendo ahora en México, de la corrupción, de pues de la política, de problemas sociales, de el, todo lo que está sucediendo, ¿no? ¿no? No, no tiene una canción con esas lyrics. Yo tengo décimas de ¿Pueden tocar una de esas? Podemos hablarlas, decirlas. ¿Sí? Tengo unas aquí. Eh, sobre escribir unas ahora sobre los 43 días de Ayotzinapa. Oh, okay. No sé si, si se puede decir. Uh, quizás, quizás me amor, no, quizás quién sabe. No está tan fuerte. No está tan fuerte, <risa> pero échalo, échalo, manito, no, échalo. Es, es más, más de extrañamiento. Que no, de... échalo, por favor, por favor. A ver, a ver. Este, tocamos un... This is a Son Jarocho with political lyrics. So, listen to this, UKPFA is out there. Entonces, es sobre los... 43 de Ayotzinapa
naranja adorna una tumba falsa y detrás de toda una farsa se inventó en una zanja. Ríos de sangre en la franja entre la vida y la fe, el cempasúchil que fue para acompañar mis muertos. Y en los caminos desiertos te busco y no te encontré. Hoy busco en 43 tumbas que están vacías, como tengo el alma mía cuando me mata el estrés. Te veo venir y no es, es la agonía de encontrarte, es buscarte en todas partes, es clamar a cuatro vientos para que acabe el tormento, quiero verte y abrazarte. Regresa a mí, se lo pido al creador dador de vida, mi alma está afligida, te extraño en cada latido. El mundo entero ha pedido por la paz y hoy con temor, espero que sea un error, espero que sea solo un sueño y rezo con mucho empeño que regreses por favor. Flor se marchitó, se ha tenido de dolor, y ese gobierno traidor nuestra fe no la quitó. Un mundo entero se unió para encontrar dos veintenas, 43 almas buenas y otras miles que adolecen, y en cada jardín florecen como la sangre en las venas. Y bueno, eso es lo que se está escribiendo ahora eh, mucho dentro del Son Jarocho, ¿no? So the Son Jarocho music is definitely reflecting the political uh, element and what's going on in Mexico, definitely. Um, so we want to actually take un poquito de tiempo and, and talk to Andreas uh, Flores Rosas about the um, workshop that he's hosting this weekend. Uh, ¿No quiere hablar un poquito del workshop que van a tener el, este fin de semana? Uh, sí. Sí, sí. Eh, Usa que el micrófono. Bueno, para, para empezar, eh, la, bahía tiene, la bahía tiene mucha historia dentro del Son Jarocho, ¿no? De, desde, lo, desde los años 80 eh, se ha venido tocando, invitando grupos este, a toda esta área, ¿no? Creo que fue el primer lugar donde se empezó a tocar Son Jarocho en la bahía. Oh, wow, this is the first area and it began playing Son Jarocho. Y yo, por ejemplo, desde el 2001 empecé a venir eh, primero con un grupo que se llamaba Chuchumbe. Hicimos mucha... Pues veníamos mucho para esta área, ¿no? Okay. Y este y luego a dar talleres de, de jarana, de, de posesión jarocho, ¿no? Todo lo que lo que pasa. Jarana, percusión, zapateado. Todo. Y bueno, ahora con los chicos, con Luis, Francisco y, y Antú, eh, pues se, se ocurrió la idea de, de armar un taller de laudería, ¿no? Sí, sí, sí. Yo, digo, yo siempre digo que cuando ya hay un taller de laudería en, en una comunidad... Quiere decir que esa comunidad está creciendo mucho, que ya hace falta eh, alguien para que restaure los instrumentos, para instrumentos nuevos y todo eso, ¿no? Y, este, y bueno, este fin de semana tenemos un taller de construcción de panderos, okay. eh, abierto para todo, todo público. Ya está lleno el cupo, gracias. A, sí, ya se llenó, gracias a todos los que asistieron. A, ajá, pero, este, pero pueden ir eh, a, a convivir un rato, pueden llevar botanas, bebidas para estar ahí con, con todos los que estamos participando en la construcción de los de los panderos. Pero próximamente tal vez haga, hagamos otro taller en el verano para los que se quieren apuntar. Pónganse sí. well, listos. So for those of you that don't make it to this weekend's workshop, there is going to be another one in the summer. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Can we, uh, pueden tocar otra cancioncita antes uh -huh. que está, está tan bonita esa música que no. <laughs> Balajú. Balajú. Bueno, vamos a tocar un son. Definitivamente. Se llama el Balajú. Y bueno, entre la tradición del son jarocho hay sones para mujeres y sones de pareja. Oh, okay. Entonces vamos a tocar, tocamos
es para mujeres. Vamos a tocar otra vez, otro un balajú que también es para mujeres. Este es para las mujeres. Y ya lo oyeron, para las mujeres out there. Si no, ¿quién, quién nos inspira? Could you possibly need? You are uh, tuned into Spanglish Power Hour on Full Circle 94.1 KPFA, and we have been visiting with Son de la Bahia and Andreas Flores Rosas. Um, for those of you interested in uh, listening to more Son Jarocho, you should um, please attend the uh, gatherings, the fandangos that happened um, with uh, Son de la Bahia at La Peña, the second Fridays of every month. Yeah. And also, please. Uh, Go by the workshop going on this weekend. Uh, the location is 1701 10th Avenue in Oakland, Califas. Classes go from 2 to 7, Sábado and Domingo. For more information, call Luis Baltazar at 510-579-2262. Y muchas gracias, y'all, for being here. Uh, 
for making the studio feel so good con esa música. And, ¿En junio? Uh, ¿En junio? Eh, regreso para presentar disco. Uh, eh, lo, lo oyeron aquí primero a uh, uh, Andrés Flores Rosas va a regresar en junio para uh, celebrar su nuevo disco uh, Andrés y si gente se quiere comunicar contigo tienes un contact info El correo anfloro a-n-f-l-o-r-o arroba yahoo.com Facebook Andrés Flores Facebook Andrés Flores Laudero Jarocho algo así okay. o Andrés Laudero okay. ahí lo oyeron ahí lo oyeron ok Now, uh, we're going to take a small musical break and we return. We're going to discuss the cold hard facts we as Latinos must face in order to defeat the real illegal alien living among us, Darth Trump, when Full Circle returns with the Spanglish Power Hour. No se vayan. KPFA, Radio Estación de la Comunidad. That was Omar Sosa and Greg Landau with their Canción Llorona off their collaborative album. And I want to say muchas gracias to Son de la Bahía and uh, Andreas Flores Rosas for coming by the studio tonight. Um, 
I wanted to close tonight's broadcast of the Spanglish Power Hour with a political ponte trucha to all my gente out there. Nosotros sabemos, we all know who the illegal alien is amongst us. Darth Trump, an honest-to-goodness Sith Lord, whose xenophobic rhetoric, although directed at all minorities, resonates a particular kind of pain with Latinos. And although his racist comments have branched out to all the corners of the galaxy to include every minority group, I think I'm taking no great cultural literary liberty here by speaking for Latinos cuando I say that for us, this presidential race has become personal. Now, like any Sith Lord, the evil that he creates makes him stronger despite boycotts and American voices loudly disapproving of him, the poison that he spews and the image that he projects of America to the rest of the world continues, unchecked. And for muchos Latinos, it seems very much a possibility that Los Estados Unidos could turn into Trumplandia. But then on Monday in Iowa... Darth Trump came in second in the Republican camp, and I got to say that on Tuesday in La Mañana, I saw a whole lot of smiling Latinos out there. Jaime over at El Banco, Rosie, who I get mi café from every morning, La Señora, who walks by with her gray poodle, todos con una sonrisa. And all of them mentioned Trump as soon as I was done saying mis buenos días to them. ¿Viste lo que le pasó a Trump? Perdió Trump! Se lo tronaron a Trump anoche. Now to you monolinguists out there, all those phrases roughly translate to Trump lost. But we know that that isn't true. Iowa is just the first stop. And for the Latino, that was a particularly significant to see Darth Trump lose. Viste lo que le pasó a Trump? Perdió Trump. It showed that Simon can see he can bleed, he can be defeated. And then the Latino that I am wants to chime in, see, Trump lost. But la verdad, the truth is, I don't think that I can do that. Because this illegal alien, this Sith Lord, has not lost. I worry que Latinos will see his coming in second in Iowa to Ted Cruz as perdió Trump y ya estuvo. Trump lost. That's it. But that's not it. That's not it, mi gente. So much more has to be done to stop this man from turning Los Estados Unidos into Trumplandia. Simón que sí, for Latinos, it's personal. And all the statistics and your tía lucha could tell you that we have the people, which means we have the votes to make a difference in the upcoming presidential election. But for Latinos, we also have to keep in mind that between 2000 and 2012, the number of Latinos eligible to vote grew by almost 10 million but the number of actual voters increased by half as much. And remember back during the last two presidential elections, fewer than half of eligible Latino voters cast ballots. So the nutshell, point blank thing to say here is that Latinos have a terrible track record when it comes to voting. And to really defeat this Sith Lord, we're going to have to change that. ¿Viste lo que le pasó a Trump anoche? Perdió Trump. Se lo tronaron a Trump. For Latinos, this is personal. And it's going to take a lot more to stop this man than just him coming in second in Iowa. Nosotros como Latinos have to cast our votes. But we also have to encourage other eligible Latino voters out there to do the same. That old Pachuco phrase, somos pocos pero locos, 
is still half true. Now there are so many of us, we can exert real changing political power, but the failure to show up on election day will eclipse any strength in numbers. Ponte trucha, mi gente. And one day we will see a Mexican abuelita for president. But for now, take yourself, take your mama, your tío Antonio, your sister, your vecino who does not drive. Take nuestra gente out to vote so we can secure our borders against the real illegal alien, Darth Trump. Yo soy Josiah Luis. Comida for thought, mi gente. Pues that almost brings us to the end of tonight's show. Before we go, let me tell you about a few important events going on in our collective communities. On Saturday, February 6th, the 26th, 26th annual celebration of African Americans and their poetry is happening at the West Oakland branch of the library from 1 to 4 p.m. For more information, call 510-238-7352. And I've been told that our very own Cumbia Voz sister, Zakia is going to be reading at that, so you're going to want to go to that. I guarantee it. And graduate apprentice Aquila Lewis came by that wants you all out there to know that you have until this Friday, that's tonight, people, by 11 p.m. to register for classes in the Interdisciplinary Studies Department at City College in San Francisco. Many of these classes are sadly in danger of being closed this spring semester due to low enrollment. Low enrollment, people. Don't let education go the way of the dodo bird or the chupacabra. Keep public education alive by supporting and enrolling in these classes. There's still time. For more information, visit the course catalog on the City College of San Francisco website, CCSF homepage, Interdisciplinary Studies Department, City College of San Francisco. And in closing, let me just say that if you liked what you've heard tonight on the Spanglish Power Hour and think that these Democratic Airways need more alternative views, how about adding your own voice to the choices? KPFA's First Voice Media Program is currently taking applications, that's right, for its new group. This is a wonderful program that teaches you everything about radio production from the ground up. It's all covered. The program has been around for 42 years, helping to get minority voices out there who are normally not represented or heard. For more information, go to the KPFA website or just stop by the station and pick up your application in person. But hurry, deadline is February 12th. Now, the Spanglish Power Hour was lovingly produced by J.C. Howard and Josiah Luis. And if you are interested in another broadcast of the Spanglish Power Hour, join us on March 11th at 7 p.m. We will be discussing Latino authors Alfredo Villa and Dagoberto Gilb as well as Otras Cosas Literary. The Spanglish Power Hour's executive producer is Miss M. Our technical advisor is Joy Moore. Our technical director, Por Vida, is Frank Sterling. Up next is La Onda Bajita. Stay tuned.
one more song, and this one's going out to La Onda Bajita, Latin Trip on by the Latin Playboys. Thank mm-hmm. you. 